With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to Footballers Season 3, Episode 3. Today is Tuesday, September 27th, just about 7 p.m. UK. Matt, Paul, how are you guys enjoying FIFA 23 so far? I'm getting my ass handed to me in rivals, so that that's uh, a bit of an eye opener. I thought I'd managed to cobble together a, a, an okay starter squad without spending much coin, and you know how things are on paper, and you start to imagine in your head without even playing how things are going to work, and you're going to play this system, that system, and then the reality is you you get Timo Werner over and over again, and the whole thing gets thrown out. So that's been my initial start. Um, I'm enjoying the gameplay. Um, but I'm not doing terribly well at it yet. There's still plenty of adjustment to be made, so uh, more time needed in-game, I think. So you jump straight into Rivals? Of course. Man, that's gangster. What are you supposed to do? Yeah, probably so. I just got to play it this morning for uh, you know, a good sitting, and it was um, the gameplay feels, I guess for people like me who played new gen all year last year, there's less of a learning curve. I feel like, because it's very similar to last year, but just different animations and dribbling and shooting is obviously different, but I'm seeing a lot of, uh, a lot of people in the community on Twitter and the discord, not necessarily complaining, but talking about how much slower this game is compared to old gen last year, Paul, you were on old gen last year or were you on new gen? New gen. That's right. That's right. All gen, all gen sucked dick. (laughs) <laughs> hated old gen how are you feeling about the new game are you feeling the same things that, that i'm saying that the, the gameplay is relatively similar but small nuances yeah i think it's very similar i think you know people say it's it's slower um but we've just come from using 99 rated cards so it's probably going to feel slower anyway you know mm-hmm. but um i quite like the game i've not played loads i've played probably six or seven maybe ten rivals games got absolutely spanked by some people i spanked some others but it's been enjoyable so far i think Barley and harlan got me out of the shit though um <laughs> i feel like if i were playing with a genuine starter team i wouldn't have been handing anything to anybody uh but yeah i'm, I'm enjoying it and i you know and i'm playing without really knowing what i'm doing i've not really read much on 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 anything new in the game i've just jumped on and played mm. yep I got Hal into the squad this morning and I probably spoiled myself because I didn't use anybody else but him. That was the first game I played was with Alan and Koulibaly and Rudiger. So as soon as I meet somebody that has a similar team, I'm probably going to get my uh, large serving of humble pie, but we'll see what happens. What about the chemistry system, Matt? How have you found the new chemistry system to work for you? Because I don't know if, if y'all are seeing the same thing I'm seeing, but it's, if I had to say large part, it's not popular with the community, but change is never going to be popular in my opinion. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things where we're all collectively still getting used to and I think it's going to be hard for anyone to sort of just cobble together any kind of interesting squad that has a blend of leagues and nationalities in their head without seeing it in 
that sort of template and it tells you what the output's going to be chemistry-wise. I think that, that's the hard part now. No one really knows until they build it what it's going to be. But we're certainly not used to it enough to get to that point yet. And, and that's where I am. Basically, I've messed around with my, my main squad several times. I haven't hit full chem yet. Uh, gotten very close to it. Yeah, it, I think the most complaints I've seen about is how it's handled within SBCs and stuff. People seem baffled as to mm-hmm. how it all works in, in SBCs and there's people who can't complete certain ones, that kind of thing. And they're not sure whether it's a bug or they just don't understand how the chemistry system works. And I think there's been a, f- a couple of instances I've seen where there's been particular starter SBCs that have caused people trouble because they think they should just be able to put free of a certain league in there and it'll work, but you just have to read the instructions very, very carefully and follow them very succinctly yep. to get the, the correct output. It's almost anal, really, what, what EA are trying to do with it, but you do have to read it properly and, and adjust the way that you're doing them. But this isn't going to be the type of episode where I'm going to go, oh, this is shit, or that's really good. Collectively, we're still learning so much about this game, including the chemistry that it's far too early to say for sure whether it's good or bad, but a lot of adjustment to be made across the board, I think, uh, before we, we'll, we'll start seeing the most of this. But the one thing I will say is my initial impression, though, was that this chemistry system would allow for a lot of players that we didn't see before because you can get them into squads without a chemistry punishment, but everyone's still so hardwired into getting max chem that we're actually yep. even more handcuffed now than we were before because you need a certain amount of cards from the leagues and the clubs that comprise of your main 11 that no one's prepared to play without full chem or very close to it. So we're seeing even fewer of those obscure off-league cards than we did before, so far at least anyway. I imagine that will change when we get some really cool special cards and some of the off-leagues. But for the time being, everyone's just so hard-coded into getting max chem that the experimentation side hasn't really materialised yet. Yeah. And one of the biggest things I think people fail to realize though, is with SBCs, you don't have the added benefit of having a manager, which when you're building a squad to play with, the manager is crucial with this new system because it can give you a nation and a league diamond. So if you've got, let's say I need one more person from Premier League. Oh, I can just change my manager to Premier League. And if G just so happens to be French, he also gives me a diamond to French. So if you're building a squad, use your manager to your advantage. Don't just randomly put a manager in there. It's like last year, if you had you know loyalty on everybody, you didn't really need a manager. This year, the manager can really be beneficial throughout because you know loyalty is not really a thing anymore. Paul, how are you getting on with the chemistry system? Um, I'm struggling with it, to be honest, but I think I'm just in the same boat as everybody else. Uh, I'm not. I think the highest chem I've got is 24, and I seem to sort of be lurking around there. I'm not that bothered. The 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 one player that I've got in my team that's got no chemistry has been absolutely smashing it. Um, Havertz. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that bothered about it to be honest. I'll just play until um, we figure it out. And I'm sure at some point during this game cycle I'll get 33, but um, we're nowhere near that just yet. And and when it comes to the SBCs, it's just annoying because we're just, you know. It's just all new in it, so we'll we'll struggle to get to grips with it. And it's been relatively easy um, for for some of the SBCs, um, but I think as as the requirements get more difficult as we go, it, it's going to be a bit of a pain. And I think there's been some SBCs that have just not worked. Yeah, there has been a few. So that's been confusing as well. So people, like Matt said, like people haven't been sure whether it's a bug However, they're not doing it right. It's, it's been a bit of a shit show this week, but you know, the hype of the game sort of takes over that and people just get on with it. Well, if you are confused about whether it's a glitch in the SBC or if it's the chemistry system, if you have, let's say if, if there's four objectives and you have a four of four and it says you can submit it, chances are it's bugged. It's not your chemistry system, right? So that's one way you can tell if you're confused. But I really do think, the new chemistry system, mainly because I've spent a lot of time looking over it and playing with it on Footbin and, and in the web app and stuff. But once people get it and understand it, it's going to take some time. It took me a while to really wrap my brain around this thing, but it really is more creative, even on SBCs, because 
in years past on certain SBCs, especially like the uh, advanced SBCs, there would be like, I remember one year Mitrovic was like the only striker that worked for it for the longest time. And you had to have him or you just weren't completing it. That's not the case anymore. So once you get the picture and you can say, okay, I just need two people of the same nation, same league. And if I'm lucky enough to get same team, that's almost three diamonds right there. You just need one more from league and you're good on, on those three players. The ones that are really confusing are the ones where they say you can only have one diamond on every player. So you need just one diamond on every player, but you can't have two diamonds on every player. That's where it gets confusing because you really have to dig deep and get creative with the squad building challenge. But luckily we've got uh, foot Ben out there to help us out with that. So that's always good. And like I said, chemistry stuff, we post some stuff in the discord, but if anybody wants any more details on it, let me know. We can try to go a little bit further with it. We can do a little special pod if we want, or just put out some more information. Um, what about the SPCs though? I mean, I'm not surprised that this is the case, but when you have a new feature like this chemistry and you roll it out with this many problems early on, I, I kind of find it alarming. I feel like maybe they weren't ready to release it and they did it anyway. It's just not a good look. The community is going to be toxic no matter what. And you're just giving them fuel to throw on that fire. What do you think? Yeah, I think that, that makes sense. I mean, we're, we're in an age now in gaming where publishers feel they can put out whatever they want, whether it's complete or, or otherwise, and we'll just fix it later. So as long as it gets done relatively early on in the game cycle, people just have to put up with it. And I think that's kind of where we're at with this. I do think that we've kind of hit an impasse with this, whereby the community obviously fought one thing before the game launched and they clearly weren't ready for exactly what they've got. There hasn't been enough education of the player base before this game come out because there's still too many people who don't understand this properly. And this is why you you still see a lot of teams just running one league because it's the only way they can sort of wrap their head around things. It's quite funny. Um, like we've, yeah. we've said though, it's just going to take time. Perhaps there's more to be done on the content creation side. People need a little bit more education on how to use this chemistry system to their benefit, how it can aid in squad building rather than be an additional hurdle, which it probably is right now. Um, but at the moment, it's you know it's a brand new game. People sticking to what they know, making all Premier League teams, that kind of thing, whereas they have a bit more room for experimentation that they aren't currently taking advantage of. But that, that's kind of where we're at at the moment. It, it's, it's very early days yet, so I'm not going to point the finger at EA and say... You know, this this is a bad feature or it's poorly implemented anything that it's they could have perhaps done it slightly better and the community collectively could have done more to educate themselves as to precisely how this works there's been assumptions made people have been made to look a little bit silly but we'll get there I imagine by the time the first weekend league rolls around people will have much more of an idea of what it is that they're doing yeah and I, I can't say that it's any lack of communication on the EA side. I mean, they've, they've talked about it several times on that top bins they do on Twitch and they put out several informational bulletins and pitch notes and whatever. But at the end of the day, it, like you said, it's the responsibility of the end user to educate yourself. If you're just resisting change and you're just going to stick to your old habits, then you're, you're just killing yourself. You're, you're taking your own enjoyment away from the game because once you grasp this new chemistry system, I'm telling you it's, it's more creative it's more productive. You can do so much more with it. You just have to give it a chance and take some time to learn it. But going back to the SBCs, there's still some that aren't working for some people. And you, there's some that you can only do on the console. There was some early on where you had to like put a person that was out of chemistry. So you had to put a CDM in the place of a CM and you had to hit the button really quickly in order for it to work. The fact that the community is figuring out workarounds before the developers is an alarming sign to me. Maybe I'm just a little negative on this one, but you literally make the game. How is it that some Joe Blow on Twitter, and thank you for posting that, whoever that was, by the way, I can't remember who it was. How is it that they're sitting there figuring this out before you? You literally made the shit. Figure this shit out, tell the people. And they ignored this shit for the first, what, two days? They didn't even acknowledge it. And all of a sudden they posted it like, oh, we're aware that some players, no, all players, not some players, all players were having SBC issues. Help me out here. Yeah, they've been really bad with the communication, I feel. But, like, some of this SBC stuff and chemistry stuff, um, 
for a game of this size and of this value, I feel like in game it would have been so easy to to put little demos in, little you know, and I and I know there is some, but just make it super simple. So we've got a really easy transition into the you know into this game. Give you something that's in game that sort of holds your hand and walks you through it. Um, Cause you know, and it is our responsibility to find out. But I'm playing a game. I don't have loads of time. I just want to get on and be able to do it. I don't feel like I should have to go study for an hour and a half to figure out how to do a fucking SBC <laughs> and get 33 chemistry on my team. Um, it should be there in game to to walk you through it. Like we're, we're pretty switched on when it comes to this game. You, your average player must be switching this on and thinking, what the, they are watching Top Bins live every week. They are listening to FIFA podcasts. They just want to be able to jump on and play. So I feel like they're sort of a bit a bit screwed with it. Um, one thing I, I've been a bit peeved off about is the the lack of secondary positions on some cards. I think some of this stuff with, with chemistry would have been a lot easier if we had an extra two a position or two uh, for some of these cards. Um, the one that springs to mind is Valverde. They gave his... He's got a gold centre mid and he can only play at centre mid. They've given him a team of the week at right wing who can only play at right wing. Um, <laughs> but his gold's a centre mid. Well, the the game that that was based on or, or the week that it was based on, where did he line up in game? Do we know? He played right wing. Hmm. But, you know, give him a, a position change to centre mid. I, I hear you playing devil's advocate i know you are you twat but you know <laughs> it, um, it's just easy in it you know like i feel like they're always trying to make things just a little bit harder for us you know just and they're probably not doing it on purpose they probably don't give it a second thought because they don't think a lot about the game i disagree i think they're leaving space to really special versions mm. of cars that they know people will want position changes for. That's exactly what they're doing. I think it's a tool that they're leveraging. Maybe they are, but I just think, you know, make it a little bit easier. And I think, you know, that's just one solution in it to give people more more secondary positions. But the 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 need, to, I feel like they missed, missed a step there. We're, we're walking people through it in-game. They've done all right, but just make it simple. Yeah, and I'm going to, side with Matt a little bit on this one because I feel like that Valverde gold card is already going to be super OP. That card is going to play way higher than his abilities and to give me a better version before you can even get the gold version is just kind of ridiculous. So it's like I said, they got to save room for those OP midfielders. You don't want every single swinging dick playing FIFA. You don't want every single person playing FIFA to be using Valverde in form in midfield when the, there's a perfectly good one, a gold one right there, you know, waiting to be used. But I hear you. There's some players that don't have any position changes, even on the gold side, that should, in my opinion. And there's some that have them that I don't think should have them. But going back real quick, I want to backtrack something you said a minute ago about the communication. You know, you want them to walk us through it. Now, I'm going to continue playing devil's advocate here for the sake of conversation. But when we start the game and we go in, if you've been playing foot for like us for 10 years or, or more, when all the little things pop up and say, this is what this does, what do you do? I'm not a nerd. I don't read them. You click through that shit. Of course I do. Exactly. So I guarantee you that's what 90% or more of the community did with that new chemistry system. Click, 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 click. What the fuck? I'm not getting a perfect link from so-and-so and so-and-so. This game's broken. This game sucks. Like, <laughs> I get it, but... The players need to take some responsibility in this. And we can't just throw this all on EA's doorstep. I mean, they've put shit out there that it was coming. We all knew it was coming. Matt, you've been in, in a managerial role working with people in, in human resources type environments. Is that right? Yeah, you can say that. So let's say in the workplace, massive change comes. Almost always it's negative, right? No one likes change. Yeah. Yeah, people tend to resist most things don't they, until they find out eventually what the benefit is for them. Yeah, and eventually they'll come around, unless it really is truly bad and the company changes policy. But yeah, 
I, I think, think that's what we're having the, here. Yeah, the issue with this is, I, I appreciate what you're saying, is all you can do is put the information out there. You, you can't make them consume the information. But right. this is such a substantial change year on year, which we've never had before, that they should have gone a little bit further. What they should have done is make a little two-minute video in-game that you consume, and if you do it, you get a pack. Everyone would have done it. Everyone would have understood the issue then. This isn't start a new FIFA and there's a new skill move, which you may or may not need mm. or, or choose to add to your repertoire. This is fundamental. So you have to make sure everyone consumes that information. If you don't, this is when weird shit starts happening and people get a little bit upset or whatever. But like you say, if you're an eager beaver, you've got early access, you're on a trial for 10 hours or whatever. You don't want to be doing tutorials. You don't want to be reading instructions on how to do stuff. That's not how people normally behave. So you need to prepare in advance for that stuff. And that's what they should have done, in my opinion. Yeah. If they did do a video, though, there would have to be a quiz that you that you must pass at the end to get your pack because you know people would just let that shit play and not watch it. Right, but that would have worked. And, and as you say, that is a very HR thing to do, right? <laughs> watch a two minute video, exactly. answer a couple of questions you can't be asked to do, but here's your reward. And okay, maybe you still don't understand it, but then they've done everything within their power to get you to understand before you start playing the game proper what's going on here, and that's the better route than they've ended up taking, in my opinion. It's like in the little moments tasks where you earn the stars. They could have put it in there. Do you know what I mean? They could have they could have worked it into that new new part of the game and now that's an idea. You know, you have to build this squad or do this, whatever it is, just to teach you how to do it and you gain a star. Everybody's doing that for the sake of a minute or two, because you're getting something back and you're learning. But these pop-ups, which, uh, you know, probably took somebody 20 minutes to make, um, every people just click through them, don't they? Um, yep. You know. I know I sound like that old man who says, you know, I always read the instructions, but I always read the instructions. I don't know. That's just how I'm wired. And I would encourage everybody, if you're listening to this, to do the same. Do a little bit of homework. They're not going to do it for you. It is what it is. If you want to understand it, do the work. That's all I can say at this point. It's it's no fault of the community, Nori. I think I think there's just a balance that's not struck between this. Um, like you said, Matt, too many big changes. Let's say lack of, of of efficient communication, if that makes sense. One thing that I want to transition to here is the web app. We grinded the piss out of that web app, and I saw a lot of the rewards being reaped by myself, Paul, Matt. I didn't get a really a chance to talk to you about it, but the amount of coins that we made leading up to the launch, being able to invest in certain players, like I invested in Mindy and Paul, you invested in Koulibaly and a few others. Did you invest in anyone, Matt? And did you rake in the coins today? You know what I did? I followed my own advice from last week's pod. I invested in a lot of silver kits and badges and they flew once mm. the game came out big time because the first thing everyone wants to do is sort out their their club aesthetics and then just leave it alone the rest of the year so they don't even mind paying full whack for something that'll be worth very little in a, a week or two's time so that's where I did a lot of my damage um, rare silver championship badges and kits made a lot of money for me what I did do differently to to yourself in particular, Hunter, whereas you grinded in very high volume for very small profits. I was aiming a little bit higher. So I followed one of my usual routines and was searching for position changed players already, especially once we realized how rare those cards were going to end up being the position changes. Mm -hmm. And that worked to a point, but because we're on the share transfer market now, the competition for those cards is so high. It's very difficult to find something that say, got a, a maxed out buy it now price, but they've listed it very low for its actual price. And you have, okay, I'll, I'll drop a bid in there and hopefully it'll, it'll come through by the end of the auction and I'll, I'll get it. That ain't going to happen. There's so much competition for these cars. Now you have to basically be there at the end of the auction and prepared to fight for them a lot of the time with repeat aggressive bidding, unless you just go buy it now and then you're not going to make any money by doing that though. Um, 
but there's so much demand for position change cards for the reason that we said earlier that the um, the availability of those position changes are pretty slim at the moment. So uh, there is a market there. There's opportunities to be had, but it's very, very competitive. But uh, I'll let Hunter and Paul go into detail about what they've been trading. But it, it was a really good start uh, to the market, though. There was a lot of opportunity to make some coin early on if you prepared to put the effort in. Yeah. Indeed. Paul actually gave me a, a tip and I guess I can share it now. Is that okay, Paul? About the yeah, position yeah, changes. Yeah. Yeah. So he sent me a DM. We had been talking back and forth about what we were trading, kind of helping each other out. And he was telling me position changes, buy them for 800 or under and flip them for 15. And even like I was seeing them for 700, 650, 700, 850, and even the ones at 900, it's like you said, Matt, there were so many people in there trying to buy those that it was incredibly difficult to snipe them. But I managed to snipe several of them, like 700 and below, and I just did it over and over and over. And I was grinding them, making 700, 800 coins a pop. And I would venture to guess that I probably made a quarter of a million coins just flipping position changes. So thank you for that one, Paul. What else have you been trading? Um, I've not done loads and loads of trading but i grinded a little bit early on to make sure i had a sort of decent chunk of coins and the last few days cards have just rocketed so i got in a day or two ago before everything sort of shot up let it shoot up and the harland and cooler barley's that i've been buying a bit well, a lot of cards have been getting really high overnight, so I've been listing sort of 20 30k higher than the buy now price when I've been going to bed and listing them overnight. I've been waking up in the morning, they've sold, but they dropped back down to cheaper than what or similar to what I'd paid for them originally in the morning. So I've been buying back, people have been getting on the game during the day, they've been getting higher again. And I've been selling them again. And I've just been flipping like that. But um, today I did a little bit of position change uh, trading, but not with actually... Well, I've always got sort of 10 or 15 position changes listed for lazies on my transfer list just going out. And every listing, four or five sell. You know, you're making 500 coins a time there. And between that, I've been buying cards like... I don't know, Paqueta, Tenali, uh, those type of cards with a position change and a decent chemistry style and just listing them up for two, three K profit. Um, and they've been getting sold. And I think with this joint market, people are lazy buying because the, oh yeah, because of how difficult it is to buy cards sniping sometimes, unless you're really fast, um, you're going to struggle. So I think people are just getting sick and just buying it. Like I sold a Harland today, which were a 20 K lazy buy. Um, so that were a nice chunk of profit, but I think my coins have doubled since yesterday, which is always really nice. So I'm, you know, I've not got loads of coins, but I feel like I'm in a, a nice spot that I can, I can trade. And when I jump on to play, I can use those cards that I've been trading with, with some untradables, which is is the move. Um, I said it last year, and I'll say it again this year, don't get stuck holding cards. Um, like, I think some of the higher-rated stuff and more expensive stuff is going to keep rising a little bit this week, but they're going to fluctuate. So if you're not using the cards and you don't think it's going to rise much, get your coins in and then jump on and buy them next time you're in uh, to play. Uh, but the market's flown. Like this, this shared market has had a real. It's been something new that we've not necessarily seen before. Some of the fluctuations are just mad, which is great as a trader. I was going to say it's a trader's market for sure. There's if you're willing to put in the time, just about anybody can trade. You just have to find a a couple of areas and stick to them and really get to understand their their price movements. But what cards did you invest in? Like I said, uh, I invested in a couple of Furland Mindy cards at around 50 K a couple of Koulibaly's and they absolutely flew. Like I made a hundred percent on those Mindy cards, made a hundred percent on the Koulibaly cards. And my transfer profit went from like 
300,000 to 400,000 to almost a million now after the last 24 hours, just because of that massive increase in demand that came into the market. Well, initially, I bought a Marnie because I thought he was going to fly. He went up about 50K. I sold him and I saw that um, Highland and Cooler Barley had risen, but I still thought there was some more in that. So I bought a couple of Cooler Barleys and a Highland and they they just rocketed. Like Highland doubled yesterday, I think, and, and Cooler Barley um, went up about 45, 50%. But he come back down a bit, so I got back in again, um, and I've been using that card, and he is, so he's just a beast. Um, mm. But people have been making coins. Um, it's been pretty simple stuff, really. Get as many coins as you can, and buy some of the sort of higher rated uh, meta stuff that's just kept going. And I think the market's just going to keep going for a bit because all we're getting is people on getting the FIFA points. Uh, the full game's not even out yet. Uh, we've got a massive... Well, we've got a huge influx tonight. We've got pro 25k packs tonight, which is um huge influx of coins. Uh, five, I think. Uh, so, yeah, there's just more and more coins coming onto the market. People wanting to upgrade the teams. It's just keeping going. It's going to be interesting to see if Team of the Week 2 has a big impact on this because we're still without any you know, meaningful sort of special promo cards and whatnot. And so many people will have packed in forms in that initial pack opening rush in week one where they'll be very low value for the most part with one or two exceptions like Saliba, I think, has gone up a lot since um, the web app opened. He was, he was very affordable when no one had any coins, but now there are a lot of coins in the ecosystem, I think he's like sort of doubled or more in price now. So if you're able to get in on that one, and it does look like a very good card, then fair play to you. But team of the week two, if there's some good ones and that could have a really big uh, sway in, in the value of some of the established cards so far already, I think. But um, I think one of the, the interesting aspects is the, there's a lot of uh, high rated cards I'm talking golds here. They aren't necessarily meta, but are distinctly undervalued at the moment because they're just unfancied. But once we get some SBCs in play that require some high-rated cards that people aren't using necessarily in their first uh, first team lineups, the value of them will shoot up. For for example, I've been using Skriniar at centre-back and I've just mm. picked up a Serge Milinkovic-Savic today. And they're like 86 rated cards and the cards are like 5k. It's it's unbelievable. So yeah. it's definitely, if you've got some excess coinage just worth scanning on Footburn, some of the high rated but low price cards and just picking up one or two of them and sticking them in the club, you're not going to lose money on them at the prices they currently are. And they might just fly up over the next week or so, depending on what special uh, SBCs and stuff that EA decide to put out. We're going to have some play of the months soon. The first special promo will be out before you know it. And people are going to be absolutely clamoring for some of these cards that they don't want um, to use on their first team lineups, but need other high rated cards to go in their place. So uh, there's definitely some value to be had there as well. That's a really good shout, that, Matt. I feel like some of the, what we call fodder, sort of 86, 87s, um, are just ridiculously cheap. But at this stage, they're still usable. So putting those cards in your team and using them until some SBCs come out is a really good shout. Yeah, and I was just looking. I was grinning. I don't know if you guys saw earlier. Paul, before we got on this podcast, you were saying you were on with EA Help trying to resolve an issue do you mind telling me what that issue was? The issue was I've not received my FIFA points um, from the Ultimate Edition, which, if I'm honest, is the only reason I bought the Ultimate, Ultimate Edition. Um, I wasn't so much bothered about the early access because I've got EA Play, so it didn't really uh, make any difference. Um but yeah, I were on for uh, probably about half an hour um, and we managed to get um, absolutely fucking nothing resolved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm still in the same situation that I was um, after wasting 40 minutes with the uh, help. Well, the reason I ask 
is because I don't know if you saw me grinning a while ago, but I saw some people on Twitter saying, and I thought it was bullshit, but saying that they got their FIFA points twice. And I just opened up the web app while y'all were talking and I got another load of 4,600 FIFA points. Nice. So there's that. <laughs> nice. I, I saw the guys from uh, John, and I don't know which one of the other guys it was from uh, Foot Thang uh, podcasts. Two of those guys got, got theirs twice as well. So maybe uh, that is a thing. I don't know. I ain't giving them back. Yeah. I never got mine fucking once. That's what I was, I was wondering if you even got any of yours while other people are getting double again. It's just, if you're lucky, you're lucky. It's this, this whole launch to me, which I'm not surprised and I'm not trying to be super negative on this early episode of footballers, but this launch has been shambles, man. The web app has been down several times today. The servers were down for several hours and people in the United States mostly couldn't play until like midnight last night. So they get on today try to play and the fucking servers are down and they paid extra money to play early. To me, that doesn't sit right. I feel like that's not going to say illegal, but it's definitely a frowned upon business practice to, to leverage early access to a game and then tell players they can't play it. And I know it was for only just for a few hours and you could still get in and play the, the trainers and everything else. And, and that's what they'll say. But I just, it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up that they would do something like that. And I'm not saying they did it intentionally, obviously, but get your shit together, man. Like, that's unacceptable. Granted, nothing's going to change. I know people are still going to be ready to play as soon as the servers comes up, but maybe give them a refund, give them something, because you sold them on the fact that they could play early, and you took that away from people. So, I don't know. doesn't sit right with me, Matt. Where are you with that one? Yeah, um, I think as... um a consumer, it, it hasn't been handled well in terms of delay to web app launch, problems getting into web app, problems with points, servers going down. It's not a good look, is it? Let's be honest. And um, so we know that they should do something to help smooth over those initial bumps that have gone on during launch, given how expensive that'll be, though and a kind of admission of culpability by doing so, but I don't think they're going to do anything. Uh, it's just one of those things. Well, they gave me extra FIFA points. <laughs> Did they mean to? <laughs> that, that's the question. <laughs> I seriously, seriously doubt it. No. So I, th- I think we know what the answer is, but I'll tell you one thing that I guess I should have already known the answer to this, but it just sort of highlighted it for me is, you know, when we were waiting on the opening night to get on the web app and everyone thought it's going to be 6 p.m. UK and it turned out to be 7 p.m. So I I went to to Twitter just to see if everyone else was having the same issue. If you just search for companion app, everyone's comments was there. The amount of rage people get when (laughs) this, this free thing that they're not, even entitled to, it's just a nice thing to have to compliment your, your ultimate team experience. Right. But my word, the, the amount of rage from just being 45 minutes late or whatever it was, it goes to show the amount of like, I don't want to call it addiction, but it's like people just don't want to do without their, their little bit of FIFA and whichever way shape or form they've been looking forward to it. They can't handle it. Everyone kind of knew if it didn't launch at six, it was going to be like seven. So, okay, you just wait, go do something else, go have your dinner, whatever. But man, the, the, the community is so conditioned with entitlement that they mm. go off the rails on the slightest thing. And it's all good us, you know, using some of VA's mistakes as a bit of content in our podcast, but we're not like sweating bullets over it as it's actually happening. We're like, oh, okay, easy. Yeah, here we go again. But we're not like desperately like clamoring for an immediate resolution and I want compensation and all this shit. Like the community that, that's so one. toxic, man. It really is. The the sense, like you said, of entitlement with this community. And I'm never the guy that says, Oh, we deserve compensation. We do. people in this community want compensation for literally anything. You know, once the game is out, shit is gonna happen. Servers are gonna go down. It happens in every game. But for you to just sit there and demand compensation, dude, you need to get a fucking grip because 
it's technology. Shit happens. Okay. You, you get better by learning from your mistakes and EA makes a fuck ton of mistakes. Don't get me wrong, but just chill the fuck out. Now, the only one that I say that I really did get upset with is this current one where they took the servers down for two hours while, you know, you have early access going on. People paid money to play early and you took that away from them. That's to me, that's an issue. But even if they didn't give compensation, I don't really give a shit, but to me, you should as a company to make that right. But like you said, that would be a massive load of compensation. And even when they do it, what's going to happen? They're going to bitch about the compensation they received. It wasn't enough. They want this. They want that. Paul, are we off base here? No, I think you're, I think you're right. Like, I feel in my case where my FIFA points are missing early in the game. Um, That's fucked up. That has a massive impact. Those caught, if I'd have got those FIFA points yesterday when I got on the game, they would be worth twice what they're going to be worth when I eventually get them. You know, say I only get 80k. If I'd have had 80k yesterday, it'd be 150k now. Um, you know, so it, um, and we've not been able to get on today. That's why you pay the extra thirty quid uh, for the for the ultimate edition. I think that they were down today. Um, if this is a one-off and it's not a continual thing, like we just have to get over it. Like, um, and I've been in those. I've been like that where I take it seriously and I'd be fucking raging that it's not on for two hours. And I get it. If you've only got two hours to play the game, uh, you're busy. You you're all set up. You're like nice today when I get home from work I'm going to play for a couple of hours then I'm going to go spend some time with my family or do whatever I've got to do and your two hour time slot is fucked because the servers are down you're going to be pissed but fucking such is life things happen all the time that we can't control we just got to get over it a bit and compensation compensation is always nice but like don't cry for it every time every time something happens it just gets boring doesn't it it does. And this topic, I guess, leads right into one of the hot takes that I want to talk about this week. Hot takes. So we got our first hot take of the FIFA 23 season, and it comes from my friend Taschenmacher from Germany. And Taschenmacher says, this is the worst start of any FIFA ever. Web app login, SPC mistakes, early access, servers down while people have paid extra to get on early, heroes with wrong leagues, FIFA points not given out to everyone, and leaks all over the place. 23 will be the greatest shit show in FIFA's rich shit show history. This is just the start. Non-stop live action must have shit show. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure we just banged on every single topic that he talked about except for the heroes. I don't know, Matt, you can tell me what you think, but... I don't know how you get the wrong league on heroes when you've had all this time to repair. You've hyped them up this whole time. What the fuck is your quality assurance department doing right now? It's a good question, right? Um, it's not something I would personally get terribly upset about. If anything, I think it's kind of cool that there's, there's going to be heroes with a, a very rare sort of league change there that not many people are going to have. So that creates a little bit of spice in the market. There's a, an obscurity out there that you can maybe get your hands on. So it's definitely not intentional, um, but there might be you know, a, a perk to that little error in, in the long run. Who knows? But you know, that that's that's not a big deal to me. But yes, it does show that there is a, a QA issue. Yeah, but we've known that for, for a while anyway. Or... That there's people who don't know what leagues that Lucio, as an example, played in because he ended up in ones that he, he'd never played in. Um, so either between a lack of QA or a lack of knowledge of European football in general, I don't know. But yeah, to me, it's, it's not a big deal. That's one of the the smaller in, infringements that have been made over this sort of opening week. So I'm not too bothered about that one. It was an interesting where they compensated people for that one, though, which was very different to how they've ever done anything before. They compensated people by giving them the coins back for that card and replacing mm-hmm. it with a correct one. Um, so that's some fucking I don't think, right I don't think we've ever had a situation where people have 
where EA have given people their coins back for for mistakes that have happened in the past. Um, but early on in the web app, um, if you're getting compensated with those coins back and an extra card, you're absolutely over the moon. Um, but, you know, it it is just a bit of a strange when I was saying, I don't know if I was saying to you guys the other day, like there's so many guys in this community that uh, I switched on about the game. Uh, absolutely love football and FIFA. Um, who would absolutely die for a job at EA. Um, and do quality, a job. Yeah, and do a job of of checking this shit before it gets out. And people are spot, you know, these people who are obsessed about this stuff. Um, and it'd only take a small team to make sure that this stuff's right every time it goes out. And there'll always be mistakes. There always is. But I just feel like we get one too many. And I, I think Matt sort of hit the nail on the head there. I think there's a lot of people without um, real football knowledge. And I don't have loads of real football knowledge, but I think there's a lot of people involved in the game. Or not a lot of people, but some people involved in the game who don't have that 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 knowledge. Myself included. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. D Wood 9 from Discord tacked onto that and said, uh, said he's a New York Knicks fan, so he's perfectly prepared for all the dysfunction and endless entertainment it provides. So, yeah, <laughs> we all look forward to that one too. Yeah. The next thing I want to talk about, and this will probably be our last segment, some of the gameplay changes. I posted a new channel in the Discord called Gameplay Tips, and I tested some of these out before I put them in there, but the power shot. The power shot might be the single most overpowered feature in FIFA 23 as it stands right now. The ball just flies off the foot, in my opinion, unrealistically fast, especially for this early in the game. I can't imagine what it's going to look like when we have 95s running around all over the place. It's going to look silly, but the power shot, you can do it by pressing L1, R1, and then the shoot button. So it's like the old school low driven shot. And by default, when you do the power shot, the camera does this zoom in feature. And then when he shoots it, it kind of zooms back out. To me, that is super annoying. If you don't like it, you can turn it off, go to the camera settings at the very bottom, turn off power shot camera zoom or whatever the fuck it's called. But if you're not doing the power shot, start practicing it. It's, it's fairly simple. Hold L1, R1 or LBRB and then just shoot. It's, it's that simple. Have you guys tried the power shot at all yet, Matt? I just tried it um, this afternoon, actually, because I was seeing people do it and I was like, I have no idea how to do that. So I had to go through training module to find out how to do it and it's not quite as easy as it's a bit awkward yeah because what happens is you 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 trigger for lack of a better word the cinematic whereby you you hit the yeah. the l1 r1 and shoot it starts zooming in but then you have to take full manual control of the shooting so if you're trying and shoot how you normally would do it'll just go flying somewhere else you don't necessarily intend it to so there's a, a learning curve there that needs to be mastered. So I have neither conceded nor scored a power shot yet, um, but I will be trying because that's right up my street, that kind of thing. Um, calls back to FIFA's a few years ago where you could smash them in from 30 yards with nine going on day one without too many issues. Um, I look forward to doing that again, but with, with some different cards, that would be cool. Yeah. Paul, have you uh, practiced your power shots yet? I've not, no. Um, I've just been pissing about trying to get to grips with the game. I've not um, tried anything yeah, really apart from a, a skill move or two yet, but um, I will put some time into to practicing this, I think. Because, um, you know, it took me until the end of the last game to start getting into any sort of skill moves. And, and once I did, I absolutely loved it. So, um I just need to put a bit more time into practicing stuff rather than just ignoring it. Yeah. And, you know, we mentioned doing the power shot is the same button combination as the old school low driven shot. So you might ask, how do you do the low driven shot? Well, now low shots are performed by simply pressing the shoot button. Now, when I say pressing the shoot button, I mean tapping the shoot button. So usually if you just tap the shoot button, it just kind of comes off his foot lazily and just kind of bounces off into the goal and it'd be a, a, a really slow shot. But now, if you just tap the shoot button, it'll be a low shot. It'll be a low-driven shot. You can also do this with a finesse. You can do a finesse low-driven, and you can do a power shot. 
Same way you would hold L1, R1 and tap O and it'd be a low power shot. There's a lot of different mechanics you can use in shooting. And to go further than that, the one that I found to be the most effective, even more effective than the power shot is the outside the foot shot. The outside the foot shot is typically performed in past FIFAs automatically with a player who had that trait. Now you have to trigger it. It doesn't automatically trigger for you. So basically, let's say I have a player with a right foot as a strong foot on the right wing. Typically, you would want somebody with a strong left foot on the right wing to curl that ball in the far post, right? Well, if you don't have that, let's say you've got a player with a three-star weak foot. If you cut inside and angle that player to where his body is kind of a little bit beyond 45 degrees of that far post that sets him up for an outside the foot shot, just hold L2 or left trigger when you shoot. The more power you give it, the more curve it'll have. And that thing flies in on the outside of the foot shot. It's very, very strong. I don't see it being this strong forever. It'll probably be included in the first patch. For sure, the power shot will be. But hopefully the outside the foot shot gets a little adjusting because I think people are really going to take advantage once they figure out how to use it. But as it stands, this is the game we have. So learn it. Take advantage of it. Have you guys practiced the outside the foot shot? Have you heard about the new changes, Matt? I saw someone do one against me today and I was pretty like bamboozled by it, I must admit. So it's not one that I've gotten around to try myself yet because I wasn't aware that there was a dedicated trigger for this now. Now that I do, and I do think I was running in my initial starter squad, Marko Arnatovic is one of my strikers who has that trait. So I will see if I can replicate that to good effect. Um, But the more ways that the game gives you to score goals creatively, I'm all for it. And I like the idea of these uh, single tap low shots. I think that's quite intuitive. It kind of hollers back to uh, Pez games of years gone by where you could do that. So I like the idea of that. Mastering power shots seems like a, a gimme um, once you get used to the the sort of manual shooting aspects of it and the situations and when it's right to actually go for one because you do get such a massive delay before you can actually take the shot that it's very easy to be intercepted. So finding those unique situations whereby that's the right play will be critical, I think. But uh, yeah, this is all good stuff. We've we talked a lot about some of the semi-negative aspects of this launch. These gameplay additions are good. And uh, we, we need to talk more about those as we get better at using them over the next couple of weeks. But uh, it's all all good news for me. Yeah. And most of the stuff isn't particularly hard to do. It's not like trying to master a new five-star skill. So it just takes a little bit of a little bit of practice and kind of reprogram your, your muscle memory from your brain to your fingers. It's not really that hard, but things that are hard are hard tackles. I know Paul, he's probably tried a few of those. Have you tried the new hard tackle system, Paul? I love a good hard tackle. Mm. I have not tried it yet, no. Um, <laughs> oh, no. Dude. It's one of those tackles to where it looks flagrant. Like you get a flagrant foul in basketball. Like they fly in with these hard tackles and I would fully expect a red card. Sometimes they give them a card. Sometimes they don't. But if you, let's say somebody's on a breakaway and you're at an impossible angle to stop the ball, but you can still reach the striker himself, definitely do it. It'll save a goal. You'll probably get a red card, but they fly in and he will absolutely kill the attacker. The way to do it, all you have to do is press R1 and the tackle button when you do it. Same thing for slide tackles. Yeah, my opponent did it last night and got sent off. He got himself sent off last night, my opponent, as I was um, just coming through on the edge of the box um, and he just came out of nowhere and just spanked me. Um, I didn't I didn't score. He got a, he got a red card. Um but yeah, we you know, we, we've we've said a lot quite a lot negative about this game, but I think it's been a frustrating time. We've been on the web app waiting for the game to come out. There's been lots of little bits of shitty stuff that's been going on on the web app, but the game's out now and it feels good. This stuff, like we say, is all positive stuff that, you know, is, is a bit different, something new to learn. And I like it. I like the, the game so far, but, you know, there's just a few things that they just need to sort themselves out and and and. and get a bit sharper with this stuff, but I'm, I'm excited to play it again. The more we talk about it, this new stuff, the more excited I am to play it. Yeah, me too. It's all, for me, so far, the game has been mostly positive. It's mostly the the outside of the game stuff 
that we're having to deal with, which is typically the case, right? I mean, yeah, sometimes the game can feel inconsistent and it feels like shit, but majority of the time it's this other bullshit that really gets to people and the constant barrage of bad things just kind of wears at you, but we'll get through it. And it's kind of the, the growing pains of having one market, you know, one, one server basically, or, or you know, open servers, all consoles, cross play, whatever. Um, but overall, I think it's been a, it's been a positive experience you wouldn't think that from what we just talked about, but <laughs> me personally, I haven't had a real difficult time with it. I know other people may think differently, but give it a chance, take the time to learn it and figure it out instead of just being stuck in your old ways. Be open to change. That's all I can say. So before we close, one last thing. When was the last time we saw a CR7 card at just 350000 on day one? Yeah. Times are changing. Fall from grace. Yeah. It's funny, though, you say that, because I was watching um, Boris stream over the weekend, and he was using I like Boris. He's Ronaldo good. and Messi to great effect. Like Messi, despite being heavily downgraded of pace, is still unbelievable in the game and campaign. I'm sure he's electric on the ball. Long range finesse shots from all over the place. So like I was saying before, don't write them off just because they're slightly slower than what we're used to uh, liking them to be because having above 80s pace at this stage of the game is still enough to be dangerous. So CR7... Looks a lot slower than he has been in previous years, but still has all his great striker attributes. And it's still just about quick enough to be a problem in this game. But yeah, it is weird seeing such a staple of the game being relatively attainable on day one. But Changing of the guard, man. We're in a different time now, lads. Yeah. To add to that about pace as well, the same goes for, for defenders. If you've got... Um, higher rated defender like the one I've been using is Ruben Diaz his, his pace is not great at all but because he's got such um, high defending he, he's been usable so if you're packing cards and you think you know that's not fast enough don't just write him off even your sort of centre backs give him a try because that uh, defensive awareness and that positioning and stuff can often um, make up for that, that lack of pace yeah, uh, so I'll give him a try. Yeah, and generally with with lack of pace at the back, you just have to play slightly deeper. You can't play the high line and expect not to get broken by you know fast strikers with the through balls like we all, always had to contend with. But if you play a deeper back line with defenders like Diaz, it's very difficult to get broken down and it gives you the ability to counterattack yourself. So there's just different ways to play, right, with the different cards. Yep, and we put another note in the uh, gameplay tips section about that. It's basically, or if I haven't, I, I, I have one drafted. I'm going to put it in soon if I haven't. Um, but basically defensive awareness can sort of take the place of pace, if you will. So basically if I have a, a start center back with, let's say 80 pace, but his defensive awareness is 70, he's going to be more likely to be caught out of position when he's being controlled by the AI and even when you grab him to try to run him back into position, he's not going to move near as well. He's not going to jockey as well to get in position than, let's say, a same center back with the same pace, but with 90 defensive awareness. He'll, he'll get in position much quicker. He'll be more crisp on the jockey. He defends better. So don't particularly write off a, a high-rated center back, someone like Laporte or, like you said, Ruben Diaz, just because his pace isn't there. They have that new feature in the game they call Accelerate, which I'm thinking is directly linked to this particular situation. So give them a shot. If you pack them, don't just discard them. Don't just sell them. Try them. They might make your team better. Crisp on the jockey. I think I'm going to change my username to that. That was pretty nice. First time I've ever heard that before. Make that your club name. Mm, yeah. Well, Crisp on the jockey. Yep. That's going to wrap us up this week. But thanks for listening. Thanks for coming in. Matt, where can they find you on social? Yeah, at Lambo Matt on Twitter or Solo in Discord. Right fucking foot. W-R-I-G-H-T-F-U-T on Twitter and um, and in the Discord. Any questions, hit me up. We'll see you in the Discord. If you're not in it, click the link to the show notes. You can follow me on Twitter at The Foot Hunter. You can follow the show at Footballers Pod. We'll be announcing the giveaway tomorrow, Wednesday, for the free copy of The 23. Stay tuned. See ya. Bateson's an income poop.
Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.